You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The EDP. Weird Norfolk with Shifra Connor, Stacia Briggs and Richard Fair. We've got to talk about the Chapelfield balloon. <laughs> Um, because it caused a little bit of a stir on the old internet yes, <laughs> when we, we shared it. The internet. Um, I came across the story while talking to a friend. Um, she works in the Chapelfield area. I won't say exactly where because she probably won't appreciate it. Um, but her and some of her colleagues were discussing ghost stories, as you kind of do it. Well, we it do it all the time, yeah, obviously. Um, and one of the people in the group mentioned the story of a spirit of a child who wanders round the Chapelfield sort of area with a red balloon. I was like, oh, I've, I've never heard of that one. So I Googled um, red balloon Chapelfield and immediately, like, the first hit was um, a link to a YouTube video of this red balloon in Chapelfield Mall. Um, it was posted by YouTube member PC333 on the 30th of October 2011, but it was actually filmed in May 2008. And it basically shows a red balloon floating with what I would say intent um, down an escalator towards an eating area where it just stops. It's caught on CCTV, yeah. isn't it? So it's not amateur cam. Yeah. It's CCTV footage taken from quite high up, but it tracks it yeah. because I think they track movement, don't they? Yeah. Well, I was just, I'll just put what. So the YouTuber, the YouTube guy who uploaded it, this was what he'd said in the caption: "Is this a ghost pulling the balloon down and walking with the balloon?" This is one of two CCTV footage recorded in Chapelfield Mall, Norwich, UK. Think of the physics of a balloon and how they move slash float. Could be coincidence. However, there is no breeze or air con in the building and the escalators were switched off, which would prevent any draft. Watch and tell me what you think. The mall is known to be haunted. It is... I mean, the obvious explanation for this video is that it is simply a draft or an air con, like the air con. Mm. And I'm like 99% sure that that's what it is. I don't think it's trickery, is it? Because it no. would be too, really hard to do that. Because it, it, it really does, if, if you watch it, which you probably have if you're coming on here, because everyone has in the world, um, it was the EDP's biggest um, story the most, of yeah. the year in was, 2018. Well, most read story of the yeah. year and the most viewed video by a huge number i mean we were we won the internet yeah. last year didn't we yeah, we snuck in there right <laughs> yeah. at the end of the year the weirdos we won. won the day <laughs> um but if you if you watch it, it it's kind of um it is quite creepy actually i think it is yeah, I mean, so it, when we describe it it doesn't really no, sound it really sounds rubbish doesn't it but it, it, it kind of creeps down from the door, which is near Chaffield Plain, which is mm. where all the restaurants are. And it kind of, it, it looks as if, it does look as if there is somebody holding it and pulling it along. Pulling it along. 
like a helium balloon, yeah. doesn't it? Kind of with a bit of kind of bounce to it. Yeah. And it goes down the escalator, which isn't moving. And then it just stops as if that child, person, whatever, maybe a person of restricted structure, who knows? Maybe maybe it, as nearly everybody yeah. said. Ha ha. Um, it, it'd be very small if it was. Um, stops and has a cup of tea, which I don't think the, no. the Pennywise would but have done. But then somebody, somebody comments underneath the video saying, oh, it looks like there's like a shadow mm. sitting in one of the chairs next to where the balloon has stopped as well. I've, I've got goosebumps just talking about it. Cause just it thinking is, about it. Like, because it's so ridiculous when you say, oh, it's like a red balloon floating. It just doesn't sound scary, but the video is really creepy because it just moves with such... Like purpose. intent and purpose, and it doesn't like a balloon in caught in a draft would kind of move side to side a little yeah. bit, maybe move up and down and round. In and the way that you that that happens when you put something online and it's very successful, um, you you attract a, a great deal of comment online, which was particularly joyful on this one, wasn't it? Because I didn't actually look at the I did. Because I was yeah. <clears throat> I did tell you not to. Um, and you know the majority of people. Well, actually, you know. Um, Frankly, we don't really mind because they watched it and that's great and, you know, people can have their own opinion and we don't mind. Although if they could have that opinion in a respectful and kind way, that would be nice. But we can't ask for the moon on a stick, can we? But anyway, um, lots of people were kind of saying this is quite obviously either a trick or it's, you know, it's fake or or it's, um, you know, or it's old news, lol, lolard. Um, and... But a lot of people are saying, oh, it's quite obviously the, the air con or the way the drafts are or the way the hot air rises. And you look at that, the way it come, it, the way it moves, and possibly there is some tedious maths that, 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 just, that, that explains this. And that's, in the laws of probability, I'm sure mm. that's what it is. But A, I don't want it to be, and B, it doesn't look like no, that. No, it really doesn't. No. It does. It looks. It looks as if an invisible child is holding a balloon yeah, and walking and, down, and walking down some stairs. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It really. Okay. It really does. <laughs> and whilst right. we're not saying that that is what it is, that's what it looks like. Okay. Some things are going through my mind here. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories about the child with the red balloon. I mean, we, we say this footage was from two thousand and eight. Yeah. So the stories of the child with the red balloon, do they come before 2008? Or is this a story which has been added to this over the last 11 years? Yes, I would say the latter. I would say this footage is around and the rumour starts... Yeah, and and it's that kind of like... So the person who spoke to my friend didn't mention anything about the actual Mal. They just said, oh, this child wanders around the, the area... So I feel like someone has seen the video and then told someone else and told someone else, and by the time it got to my friends, it was the spirit of a child with a red balloon wandering around the area. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously. Okay. And the other thing is that, that I work in another large building in the city centre, um, which attracts people with balloons. And uh, quite often, more often than you would imagine, I sit and look at the way some of these balloons that have been left, they've been left, let go, mm. they're full of helium, they go up to the ceiling, they'll stay there for two or three days, then very slowly they will come down. And even when there's a draft, they don't move a great deal. They tend to, because of the weight of the string, and sometimes there's even a counterweight at the bottom. To, they just straight down? They, well, no, but they then hover. They'll hover 
you know, three or four feet above the ground. Mm-hmm. And they may even stay like that for a day unless somebody goes and moves but, it. As I say, do they stay in the same place? Pretty, unless there's a draft yeah. of some sort. And then if there's a draft, they don't suddenly just go whoosh and away. They'll just drift. And they do I mean, drift. We well, I will. I, I do in comparison. Since Christmas, I've not seen yeah, one. But, uh. it's, like, it's one of the things I would love to do, which I'm pretty sure Chapelfield won't ever let us, is actually try and recreate it. It because doesn't look like a helium balloon. That's the other thing. Well, it must be helium, though. because it, it must be, but, but then if it's a ghost, we can't, there's no must, is like there? Like a normal balloon. I just kind of think it looks like a drawing of a balloon. If A.A. If Milne had done it with Winnie the Pooh, it looks like... It's not... You know, helium is shiny, and they're... And they're foil, aren't they? Balloons with helium. It looks like a proper normal balloon, and it also presumably they would have caught it floating down, which it doesn't, does it? No. It just starts at the. Yeah. And it so I don't know. They, I mean, the thing is that they 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 come down because helium helium is is a very small molecule gas, and so oh yeah, so over time it does leak out through yeah. the yeah, material yeah. which is creating the, the balloon, and that's why eventually the, otherwise they'll just stay up forever. Yeah. Um, so so that does happen, and it could be that they're also affected by temperature. So if the temperature does drop, they may then come down. Mm because it's gone warmer or colder. Well, I don't know what yeah, the matter is. I suppose I was so, just, yeah. yeah, it's interesting that we don't see... It come down. It come down. But then the film didn't start. Yeah. You know, we, if we'd seen the, the 10, 15 minutes before that... And I was just thinking, but idea. the ceilings aren't high, and actually I would think they would get it down, but actually there is that bit in the middle where yeah. they really are. Yeah. And it's it could have... It's above the food hall. Like, yeah. This is what I mean. It's like 99% explainable. Yeah. But it's just that tiny little... But it is really creepy. It is really creepy, and, and I, yeah, exactly. We would need to go in there and look at the drafts and look at the aircon and look at all of it. It was when the obviously when the shopping centre was closed, mm. so it was at a time when there was nobody in there at all. It was locked, which actually now is barely ever, is it really? Because no. the, you can walk through there at night, can't you? Mm. Whenever it's all open to get through, um, but. It is on a site, isn't it, where there has been a huge amount of activity. Yeah. Um, I mean, just when I was doing putting together the research for the story, I put a little shout out on social media, just going, "Oh, you know, has anyone ever worked there and had any experiences?" And I did get people coming back. There was one person who said that they used to work in H and M, and after hours, they would often hear weird, like bangs and stuff coming from the changing rooms, which I thought was quite interesting. And then an, an amazing story by. Um, this Instagram follower called Tuesday and I actually met up with her to have a chat with her about it. Um, She worked in one of the shops. It was a clothes shop at the time. And it was was kind of getting towards the end of the day and there were two... She was at the back because she was like the, the store manager. She was doing some paperwork and there were two members of staff at the front of the store and they were standing near the door having a chat and, um... Uh, a, a woman walked in, walked straight past them, down the middle of the shop to the changing rooms. Now, it was kind of like company policy that if someone's in the changing rooms, there has to be a member of staff in there as well, which kind of makes sense. So the sec- one of the members of staff followed this woman, went into the changing rooms, and there was no-one there. Like, it was completely empty. So she shouted out the back to Tuesday, oh, is someone out there with you? And she was like, no, because she would have heard the door go. And they came back, searched the whole shop... There was no one there. They spoke to the member of staff 
who had stayed near the front and she's like no one came out so Tuesday knits next door um to a shop which was a shoe shop and they were like how have you not had anything happen before and they were saying that shoes would fall off or, or you know come off the shelves um boxes out the back would get moved around unexpected they were like there's always stuff going on and it actually turns out that these two stores are on the site where they found the bodies in the well Mm. um so it's obviously a really like quite a powerful kind of place i mean that's probably one of the most notable things that was discovered Tell, tell me about these bodies then they were discovered in 2004 um as the site was being excavated um, ahead of Chapelfield being built. Um, and there were 17 bodies, or the remains of 17 bodies, found at the bottom of a medieval well. It was believed that they were Jewish and were murdered or, or forced to commit suicide um, at a time when Jewish people were facing persecution in Europe. That hasn't been proven. No, there's lots of circumstantial mm. evidence to say that leads the kind of investigators to think that they were Jewish. But obviously, there's, they can't 100%. There was no artefacts found in the no. well that would tie them. There was, there was a DNA sequence of yeah. seven of the bodies that said that they were of Jewish heritage. Um, and, and I think they were reinterred at the Jewish cemetery yeah. um, in, a, in a non-denominational ceremony to, to mark the fact they weren't sure. But um, these, these skeletons, yeah, 11 of them were children aged between 2 and 15. The remaining six were adult men and women. Um, and, it, I mean, it's quite, it's quite awful if it was... Well, it's awful whatever mm. way around, unless they were already dead and it was a form of burial yeah. unlikely down the well. This is the, one of the things on, on that idea. Obviously, the way people are buried, especially... In medieval, or, or, or still, you know, the way people are buried is actually really important to their religious beliefs. So to actually treat them in such a disrespectful way is kind of disrespecting their religious beliefs. Yeah. So for them not to be buried in a graveyard, yeah, land, is yeah. actually a really big deal. It's actually really saying a lot about how these people were being treated. And so they we're, were we're thrown we're... head first down this well. So they were, you know, and that's and... probably the easiest way to throw somebody down a well, though, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it is actually. If you're going to, yeah. if you're going to throw, I've, I like that you've thought about this. Yeah, because um, well, I was going to say, I mean, when you throw people down a well, is it head first? Well, I always do it that way. Yeah, I find it a lot easier. I've been I doing struggle it in the early first. days. It's been a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, has I mean, uh, forensics and things. I mean, did all these? Do we know? Did all these people die at the same time? Do so, we know what killed them? Are so there... they didn't know exactly what killed them. They all died around the same sort of time, and it said. These are words I don't really understand, so you have to bear with me. Perimortem fracturing. So that's. So yeah, it, it says this means that the fractures were done very close to the time of yeah. death. So their injuries were all very, very similar and all very close to when they died. So that suggests maybe one of two things. One is that the injuries were, were from falling down the well or being pushed down the well, or ritualistic maybe mm. i don't know i think from when i was reading it sounded like that they were done that the injuries were from falling down the mm. well so there was no sign of disease though no. in the, when they did the when they when they examined the bones no signs of leprosy or tuberculosis and also or... it sounded like there wasn't anything like i guess you know if, if someone's like had their head chopped off or something like that there's a very definite mm. yeah 
mark in the boat and there's nothing like that it was all like fractures and things so it sounds it's so awful it sounds like they were just thrown down the well Possibly and if they didn't died. die yeah they died after being and then so what was a medieval Norwich what was there what was on that side do we know so going back it's it's always been an area of kind of business and, and living. So there was an um, where Chapelfield Plain is now, that was kind of an open kind of area, which is kind of like Chapelfield Gardens. So it's almost like park area. But all around that, it was, you know, houses and businesses and people living and working there. Um, I think they said there was a, not a tannery. There wouldn't be a tannery there, would there? I feel like some kind of butchers or something were around yeah. there, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, it was basically just like a hub of a city. You know, but people lived and worked there. There been pubs. Yeah, and... this, this would have been a time when um, there would have been no burials like this that were seen as, as acceptable. You know, this was a time when it, it wasn't just a case of, you know, you just funneled them into the first hole you found and covered it up and, and walked away because it was easy. You still, although if people died at that point, even if they died of something horrific, you would still have given them a proper burial. Mm -hmm. So whatever way you look at this, this was not a respectful burial at that time. Yeah. So even even people who um, had died from plague or anything, they were still, although they were buried in a mass grave, they were still buried in a in a respectable way because yeah. it was really important. Yeah. So for them just to be... And it was only the adults that had the fractures. Mm. They were thrown down first, the children were thrown on top of them. So the children didn't have those same injuries, which is why they know that they're caused at the time they were thrown down the well, mm. whether or not they were alive then or mm. dead. They wouldn't be able to tell, I don't think, if they'd died as a result of... But you probably aren't going to do well if you're thrown head first down a deep well, are you? Mm. It is awful, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. horrible. But it's, it's that kind of... When I first started thinking about whether Chapelfield was haunted or not, of course it's such a new building, I, didn't, I was like, well, no, obviously not. But actually, when you start looking into the history of that area, so much has happened. You know, it's, obviously this is a massive thing that's happened there, but people just going about their daily business, you know, millions of people, I don't know, I'm not very good with numbers, but the amount of people who would have died or had distress or, you know, just left their emotional kind of... Shadow. Yeah, that must be phenomenal. So, actually, it's kind of logical. I've had emotional that... distress in Chapelfield, yeah. <laughs> shopping centre, Christmas and things. But I don't think that in medieval times, red balloons were a thing, were they? Helium filled balloons. I don't believe they were. No. Um, no. Uh, it, it, it's just, I don't know, it's just such a, a childhood image, isn't it? Mm. That, that balloon. I'm absolutely sure that it's something to do with air conditioning. Sadly, I am sure of that. But, it did, but the, the point, one of the, even if it is, which it probably is, other stuff. That all the there. stuff that it led to, like me finding out, makes it st still special. Because mm. yeah, that is probably just a draft. But it led it's, so many it's people. It's still a share. weird video. It's still it's weird, weird. It's, and it's it still led to so many interesting stories from people who've worked there mm. and. Um, it helped me like look into the history of the area and kind of get a more of a feel of what it would have mm. been like before. Obviously, it's all been demolished, and I don't know. I just think it's really it's sad. old, isn't it? Because there were skeletons found when they when they excavated the site of Castle Mall oh, yeah, Shopping so. Centre as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's well that's meant to be haunted as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, that whole area around the castle, anyway. Yes, you can, you can Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they really are the... There would have been fights and battles and executions. all sorts of executions and all but sorts. But I think when you see new buildings, you just think, oh, there's not going to be anything in there, but you forget about what was there before. Mm. And it's just trying to think, well, actually, you know, there was... People did live here and, and die here. Yeah, yes, exactly. That goes back to a question which I put to the, the ghost-walking people many, many months ago on one of the, the early podcasts is the fact that you know, the ghosts that we see aren't wearing medieval clothes, are they? They're no. not, you know, we don't see them, do we? No. So, you know, if, if there was all this trauma and things going on, you would expect one of them to come back and say, I've had a bad time. Mm. Mm. Well, so this lady who walked through the shop that we were talking about, she was, wasn't dressed in medieval clothes. She was just like, they just thought she was a regular customer. So she was just dressed. Mm. And quite often when we've talked to people, people aren't seeing an entire person anyway. They're seeing yeah. a bit of a skirt or mm-hmm. we had one the other day, didn't we, legs. Yeah. Although actually she did email back and she goes, oh, actually I think somebody was just living in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, in hindsight, now I think about it. We had an email, somebody saying that they'd seen disembodied legs in near, um, near the... Well, it was, it was the A1075, our favourite road. The weirdest road mm. in Norfolk. Um, where is it? Great Hockham, and that somebody had seen the Grim Reaper along there, as you do, and that actually prompted a few stories to come in, actually. Um, But this one lady was like, Oh, I was walking through the woods and we saw these legs, and they were spooky, and they were spooky, and then she thought about it, and she says, No, I think there was just some people living in the woods, yeah, some people, more than one, maybe it's um, Bigfoot, maybe, although Bigfoot would have been wearing trousers. If it would have been wearing trousers or wouldn't have been. No, because she saw legs with oh, trousers. Oh, I see. Right, OK. I thought you said Bigfoot would have because it was cold. <laughs> you like to wear them. It always <clears> comes <throat> back to the A1075. Everything does. Everything leads back to the A1075, <laughs> doesn't it? That road leads everywhere, doesn't <laughs> it? It does. Yeah, I, I think... Um, I mean, obviously, this story was absolutely immense for us and what, what it did most for us, probably, is it, it led people to us... So whether or not you believe that there's a ghost in Chapelfield that is carrying a red balloon down the stairs and then stopping for a quick latte, um, or whether you don't, it meant that people knew we were doing this kind of stuff and we had a massive surge of interest, didn't we? It was really, nice. it was really nice. And I think, you know, that, that interest has not died off. And people kind of then went searching to see what we do, whether that be the videos, the stories, the podcasts, all our weird collection of strangeness that we um, inhabit. So that's been really nice. And and uh, so we thank Chapelfield, who were very good about this, weren't they? Yeah, we, I will just say, I, I did speak to them, and they said they, were, said they were happy for us to do the story. Yeah, we would so have gone we ahead. didn't want to upset them. Yeah, we're really careful like that, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, we do try to like not upset people. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case they come and hearse. Not that we're saying Chapelfield would have. But if anybody else has got video or yeah. a story like that, yeah. please get in yeah. touch. Absolutely, definitely. Uh, and, you know, any more Chapelfield stories, any more stories about anything ever, yeah. anywhere. Tell us, as long as it's it. in Norfolk. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, don't tell us. We're not interested. Weird Norfolk. Produced and edited by Richard Fair. The EDP.